Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Pip Talk with Pip. And it is I, Pip. And today I have with me one of the strongest women that I know. The best to have in your corner. Brilliant at it all. And I promise you a modern day alchemist because everything she touches turns into gold. She's fierce and she's a go-getter. Ma'am, please introduce yourself. I'm sorry, I've been squealing. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and hi guys, uh, my name is Devon Gadiming. Like she said, I'm an alchemist and staff. Okay. Yes. Anyway, what was I supposed to be saying? Yes, introducing myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Pepsi's friend. And yeah. we've known each other for decades. Yo, yeah, yo. She invited me on her podcast, guys. I don't know why. Let's find out. Because, <laughs> I mean, who else? Who else rather than? Who else? Hmm? There's a lot of interesting people out there. Especially you. You, you yeah. know, like, a lot of colorful people, like, in life. So, Like yourself, girl. Come on now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know like you mentioned that we've known each other for decades so it's obvious that you know our friendship is the concrete is quite thick at this point you know because it's safe to say we've been through a lot even if not putting each other through a lot but we've been through a lot independent of each other and we've seen that throughout the years of us being together and the friendship that i have with you is a friendship that i value so so much because it's full of so it's like a tree bruh that's been growing for so many years and i come back to pick fruit from it i come back to get wisdom from it i come back to cry at the tree i come back for shade under the you know the tree i come back for so so much and i'm so grateful for that and i feel like a lot of people today don't understand the true meaning of what a friendship is and i'm not saying it to throw shade but i'm saying it because honestly when i hear people complain about what they put each other through as friends i'm just like where are you people finding Katoba? because wow mm. you need the friends that i have in my life because i promise you and another thing is people lately or nowadays the people that i meet are so quick to be angry and bicker over things that are so insignificant that a friend does instead of simply just forgiving i want you to just like go in in terms of what you think is the value of friendship today and in life in general you know in terms of loyalty in terms of loving each other and playing your part as a friend okay uh that's a lot I hope I remember <laughs> what I'm supposed to be responding to because, you know, as, as friends, we all friends. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, for me, friendship is like family that you choose, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, like in life, ne? You, God gives mm-hmm. you your actual blood relatives and those are the people you didn't get to decide if yeah. you cut them off okay i mean obviously you can cut them off if you want but like mm-hmm. we're talking those are the people that god gave you intentionally yeah. he planned your yeah. life like that 
and then mm-hmm. friends are the family that you decide so you make the conscious mm-hmm. decision that you know what ne privacy i love and i'm keeping you know mm-hmm. you say tesh i love and i'm keeping that person over there i love that person and i'm keeping that person it's a cognitive mm-hmm. decision you decide that you mm-hmm. are staying in this person's life and you're committing to the relationship that's how mm-hmm. i see friendships it's like it's like even when you talk love languages it's not just about relationships with your intimate partner yeah. it's the same thing yeah. for your friends as well you show yeah. them the exact same love language that you think you speak right so yeah. i think yeah. that's what for me that's what friendship is it's family yeah. that you choose it's like so you don't get to to love them conditionally because i get you chosen them Mm, mm. So when we're not like these matches where they're like you don't like the red ones ah hell it must just go <laughs> you know <laughs> so mm. that's what it is for me which is and this is hilarious because like what you said or some people don't really value friendship and funny enough me and you have been the people who actually experienced friends or shared friends that yeah. treated us in such a way where we were like what in the mm-hmm. hell is happening here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was it was never like because we don't think like that we never are thinking of using people or yeah. testing them and testing their loyalties so mm-hmm. for us it's if it is in my life if it is in my life and that's it but yeah. for some strange reason for other people it's honestly favorite is in my life and it's like <laughs> mm, oh my goodness yes cuz that's setting traps for well. you constantly mm. yes and it's not like traps just working on a bra people put you through some hectic emotional stuff to test you as friends mm. so mm. why why mm. are you doing that i'm here like i'm here yeah like i haven't left like yeah. honestly why am i being tested to see if uh get via or not and then i get pass that test i'm still the bad guy bro you set that trap come on now and the worst part is that if if you test me once when will you stop like when will you heavy now mm. mm. and that's what that's literally what happens to me all the time and you know me i'm a softy i know i don't look like this yeah. but <laughs> i funny enough people think um teshi is the soft one and it's like no tesh won't forgive you if she doesn't want to forgive you and she'll cut you off mm. Mm, they will mm. most probably be the one who's like so how are you doing you know <laughs> <laughs> and it's like i'll be like I've, i'd be happy to forgive people or i'm happy to forgive people but for some strange yeah. reason it always comes back to bite me in the butt am i allowed to say as you can say as you can say fuck you can oh. say what you want i mean oh. okay i wouldn't mm-hmm. say that but <laughs> I would just say like I get tested a lot. I don't know maybe if Kenna maybe I'm the problem. You know how sometimes you have to just look within yourself to see And I really don't think so. I did. I I think that in a lot now that I'm going to go back to the love part, right? Yeah. In that I see that a, a, a lot of times people want to give the love to the boyfriend or the girlfriend relationship or my partner relationship and they 
that unconditional implement that yes in the friendship because we're thinking in, with friends i'm supposed to be getting things and giving what i can or what's left of me after i've given so much love to my relationship yeah and it's almost like whatever i have left so like the little crumbs of love that i have left i throw to my friends like oh hey friend you know oh boyfriend's busy what's up yeah do you know what i mean yeah instead of instead of me showering you guys with love and keeping you guys at a point where i am i don't have to now ration my love out to all these people in my life when i could just love you guys all unconditionally because yeah. i've chosen you like you said yeah. to be part of my life do you know what i mean and then with you with you deb i swear you know you say you're a softie when we were growing up it seemed like you were the tough one you and i i know back in the day we were not the ones to take shit you know I, what I, i mean i still am i'm still like i also have like a a, a breaking point i'm probably better mm. now now because mm. i've lost so many people that i thought were friends yeah yeah like yeah. i said it 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 made me look within me okay what could you do better in yeah, those situations yeah, yeah. So I think maybe that's what's changed but I do agree I'm, I I definitely was one of the harder ones yeah you know but also in your hardness you were the one with the softest heart but no sajambishi you could hear how soft your heart was when it comes to you now checking us like no you know what you you're starting to do one two three and i just don't understand it and that's when it came out or actually you're quite a softy it, it, came from it was never like yeah no no no, no. <laughs> definitely that's where i noticed it came from a place where you care so much to understand mm. for the people that you have chosen to be part of your life you care wholeheartedly so when someone now comes and disappoints you when you know and we all know that you're the friend that's down for you 100 it's almost like okay so where does your confusion come from because i've been here and i haven't moved from my position so now when you're acting the way you're acting because last i checked dude i'm here for you i think and when you look around you the rest of your friends are telling you bro you're the one I swear Deb you're the one and now comes this person who's challenging that statement that everyone else is making to you it's Maybe very you challenge you as well like oh. now you want to into you on some okay but how can they say this and now you come and you say this surely there's something I'm not doing right Rowena but the truth is that's not even it and remember sometimes you that's just how a person feels you know Mm. I don't like invalidating other people's feelings because mm. feelings and I would love somebody to validate them as well. So if mm. someone mm. tells me that they are insecure in my friendship, I actually appreciate that because that will actually help us move forward and I can like be be more secure without you um or help you be more secure without you having to test me. But instead, I never got the opportunity to like to do that with the friends that I've lost. I lost a friend very recently, funny enough. And uh-huh. no more, it was like when I look back, I'm like that was some lame ass shit, bro. Like we uh-huh. could have spoken uh-huh. about it. Yeah. It came down to there was a communication. She couldn't uh-huh. say she was wrong and then 
swallow her pride and come and say, okay, Tabo, I fucked up. What do you want me yeah. to do to fix it? I wasn't going yeah. to say, bring me the moon, for instance, you know? Mm-hmm. But for me, it's, if you're going to apologize, your apology can't be the end of it, you know? You have yeah. to yeah. show me Gore, you've actually changed. So if I tell mm-hmm. you, Gore, you don't call me enough, we don't hang out enough. If that's my mm-hmm. issue with you, or if that's mm-hmm. what's tearing us apart, and mm-hmm. you just say, sorry, gay, but you're not like going to make an effort afterwards. What more mm. can I do as the ball? There's nothing. It's mm. now, it, the ball is in your court. You've apologized. I've accepted your apology. Yeah? But mm. if you haven't changed, can I really bring you back into my life? It doesn't make sense for me to because I'm going to invest and you won't. And I think another thing in apologizing, people need to understand that it could happen that you're not willing to take my apology at the time. Or you could say, I I just don't want to be in your space right now. Now, as the person who's apologizing, which is something that people usually do, they get angry that, dude, but I apologized. What more? What more should I do? I apologize. And it's like, uh, in your that i may not be ready to now go back and face what has what had happened give me the time because of what has happened and now we can come back and move forward yes it's unfair for you to hurt someone and then Mm. apologize the way you want to apologize and expect Mm. them to receive it because just because you've done it 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 is it's completely it's unfair uh-huh. especially if because it hurts bruh your family and i'm telling you that you hurt me and you're not uh-huh. even gonna give me two minutes nyana, to at least get over it someone to actually uh-huh. get over it you're just yeah. expecting me to to say okay fine let's not everyone can do that uh-huh. literally uh-huh. not everyone can that's how i know that's how i've ended up losing so many people but i think also in just growing up i i feel like it's just so uh, for me it's become a a part of like a a sort of normalcy for me to lose people as i grow older for me i feel like it's more comforting to know that i have that small circle i can depend on Mm. where comparing it to back in my day when i had so many people around me you just don't know who you can trust and who you can't trust and now that we're growing up it's more than just us hanging out it's also just your energies man it's also just influence my life as well because if i have something to say to you and you're constantly going oh bro let's just drink it let's just go drink and it's like uh refit yeah. this thing so sometimes our I life paths are not going in the same direction at that point there's nothing wrong with keeping someone who does that in your life as an acquaintance mm. there's nothing wrong with breaking down your friendships under certain portfolios so you can have your best friends you can have your acquaintances you can have your pals you can have like there's absolutely nothing wrong with keeping there's that like rules, if, yes. who's who in your life it's so easy because now you know what to expect from who and if someone disappoints you in a certain way you can be like hey maraki acquaintance it is what it is mm. it's still yeah. in life you know, what i've clocked is that i want to confirm hey nobody absolutely it's nobody all... <laughs> There's no, no one. Even, even the people who are family, bruh. Yeah. Fe- from the same womb can't confirm you. 
there's no one that you can 100% for sure say or you know what ne smart die because you know because like we said we grow up and our lives take us in different directions people get mm. married people have kids and mm. then responsibilities change so if you are like going in that direction and I'm going in that direction ours as friends is to try and meet each other somewhere somehow mm. Mm-hmm. instead of rongala and just say no why is your life so great why is mine not great or yeah. uh, or I feel like you're so focused in my life anymore because you're so backward or and all those things you know yes because but like, that can take both of us though it doesn't take just the one friend because and it's like it's painful the other day as it actually hit me when god removes people from your life he does it like he yanks them ne or yanks you <laughs> out of that situation and in such a it becomes shocking that's why whenever you think back you you laugh most probably because you're like yo i can't believe that person did that or mm. i can't believe i did that and it's like yo what the hell no when 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 it's a when when god removes people or god removes you please re- remove it and not just keep exactly. it going it's going don't question it turn to it just go don't try to understand don't try to fathom just keep walking keep walking because it the answers come to you later on and you realize that you I'm actually so glad that I did not try to work that one out and I that think I that's why he, he removes you so painfully he wants mm. you to know that listen you need to get out of here and if you're on some no but she's my friend <laughs> but here's like, another thing. when he yanks you out like that it's so easy for me now to cheer for you from the position I'm at. It's so easy for me now to be like, "Oh my goodness, that's fantastic." You know, I really pray and hope that they succeed in whatever they're doing. Yeah, to love them from afar. Yeah, and it's me sending out my blessings to you and asking God to shower you with blessings, but I don't necessarily have to be there in your life, mm. you know, like that anymore. And that's per- perfectly fine. So, but anyway, I I feel like just being musadi is is just a lot. honestly and having friends libasadi babang who are also dealing with just their own things in their lives is a lot and speaking of basadi i actually just want to talk about being an independent young black woman in south africa and me funny <laughs> i mean a young woman who you moved out of home you live alone you get your own groceries you get your own as to work you get you get you you know and being that independent as mwanyana omunyane who's under 30 is an achievement i don't think you know this but it is a huge achievement and we see so many of our young black women being stuck and boxed within gasi because i, I don't think people know this but gasi traps gasi traps hard to get out but you're one of those women that got out and just tell us the pros the cons of being this young black woman who's making it an essay and how it's been for you man how's the journey been uh it's tricky hey <laughs> it's tricky because 
you need like super thick skin bruh you need like you need especially for for jobek you need Yo. like legitimate legitimate hard skin because number one there's the lights you're dealing with the juicy city lights and then Aww. you're dealing with ratchet friends who want to lead you astray and you're <laughs> dealing with um if you're in school you're dealing with school or if you're working you're dealing with work and mm. i get it we've been conditioned to worry black women are strong and it's like but i'm not strong <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm i'm delicate linda bra i'm i'm i pms i i you know i think that the women they were talking about were living in a different time you know? yo, yo. As, it's, it's I honestly know. not i know i've met dimbogoto dimbogoto are the ones when you get out those are the mbogotos that are telling you what to do there it's mm-hmm. not as like we're we're soft we're soft like, i'm delicate okay. yes i have feelings and mm. i'm not afraid to tell you that listen you've hurt my feelings this is mm. even even at work i've done it at work i've been like listen you're rude and you hurt my feelings and mm. you know and it's like you have to be that person unfortunately mm-hmm. if you're going to be um a young black woman in whatever industry corporate or whatever you're in it's very important mm. for you to to number one know exactly who you are Lord, what are you doing there otherwise mm. people are going to walk all over you you know mm. people are going mm. to say things like oh my god you're so adorable i wish i could put you in my pocket how <laughs> dare you <laughs> you know like why why would you say that to me that doesn't make sense but okay. and you know what is so important because we were raised uh uh this thing uh first of all you you don't look me in the eye because it's disrespectful right yes and then then they, but then you also find grown-ups that are tell you look uh, telling you look me in the eye when i speak to you right yeah. and then you're also raised to say you don't question anything an adult tells you and then you're also raised to know that the every old person or elder person that you see within your vicinity of where you live and you respect them and you give them the kind of respect so if they yeah. say you must thing you must just do it understand whether you get it whether you don't get it get from but now you get to work right you get to work most of the most of them right yeah now to start asserting yourself in things that you want now you you want to you want to achieve certain things in your life but now it's actually letting you down in work at work because now people who are go-getters are stepping on your head to get ahead you know it's like no she's the one who doesn't want to disrespect no let's just use her to pump ourselves up and i feel like Yo, the way I'm not saying the way they raised us was incorrect it was perfectly correct but I feel I wish they would have incorporated assertiveness in that because now if I'm assertive nka fihla merokong and then be like you know what ke gopela gore nna le ke ska o manyima can I, I I'm here like to don't work talk at you. yeah don't shout at me if I'm doing something incorrect show me that I did something incorrect and explain to me how you would want me to do it further you know in the future mm. and do not please- Don't speak to me who's in the who's in your kitchen in your house yeah we're at your colleagues now understand 
Yes, that's another thing. Is and they don't see that. And they unfortunately, fall. I look younger and I dress younger, so automatically mm. I get hit by the ageism. And it's like, ah, the was a baby, and it's like, yo, guys, mm. I'm here to work. Please, you know, we're colleagues. Us right now, we are on the same level. I hope you understand that. I've yeah. had to call people into boardrooms to be like, listen, you're not my mother. You are not some elderly woman in my life who gives me advice. I have those people, I promise you. I just need you to treat me like an equal. That's all I need. Like, and don't let these people ask you to get them tea or coffee. If they do, tell them, no, I'm not here to get you coffee. I'm here to work, you know, and people will do that. They'll test you. No, I know. I remember even when when I was working, you find people who are older than you that invalidate what you're saying because they're like, ah, can one, no, it's Yes, they literally call you Lomdwana, and you're like, actually, no, I've been around, I know what I know, and let me tell you that this is, and you know, other than I've been around, just bringing in perspective, yeah, someone who's younger could actually change so much, but they don't want to accept that because it's like, oh, we're listening to a child now. No, 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 no. Since when? What do they know? I raised raised a kid as old as you. So I don't think you could tell me what to do. There's this thing they do in my team where I'm number one. I'm the only black girl. Okay, I'm I'm the second black girl. Three, two. And it's like a group of people who are over 40, all married with kids or divorced or whatever. And every single time they need the black perspective it's me oh. <laughs> every single time they need the young perspective it's me i'm like guys i'm not gen z number one <laughs> i can't speak for bebeti bebeti's not here bebeti has her own things that she's interested in don't oh. like so now they're like oh we see black girls love louis vuitton bags i'm like um okay <laughs> Is that what Instagram says? And they're like, you should tell us. I'm like, um, I can't speak for all of these women, guys. There's no way. Mm, mm. It's like, so I, you, it's intense, but yeah, you get used to it. And like I said, you stand your ground and mm. um, you take that respect that your parents taught you. So uh, you take and you give it context, basically. So now you mm-hmm. know um, you're supposed to greet people when you walk into a room. You hold on to that. You're supposed mm-hmm. to look people in the eye when you shake their hands and you hold on to that. You're supposed mm-hmm. to speak up if you're uncomfortable and you hold on to that. And then when people are making you feel uncomfortable, you say it politely and you leave it mm-hmm. at that. So that's mm-hmm. where I feel like it benefited me to be raised the way I was raised is because... Mm-hmm. I can still be respectful, but I can still go chile scrap in a very respectful way. Mm. Like that. And, and now, as as people who were raised the same way, that's the difference between you and I. Because I'm ready to fight. I'm I'm I stay ready to fight. And for some reason, even my my boss at the time was someone who was also just ready to fight. So. Yeah. Whenever she would speak to me, it was that thing, we're fighting, you know? Mm. And 
and she was so quick and then she always picked at me because I was the one who was the most verbal and I remember I would always tell the nurses that were there that I don't understand why you guys are older than me but you guys don't say anything and they'd always just be like no but we need you to speak for us and now these women that I'm looking at as who say we can't listen to a child now turn into a into kids because now they're looking at me to speak for them mm, and it's like were never taught yeah, to you can't have it themselves. both ways guys. Yeah. Mm. so no the, the politics and the challenges when it comes to working as a young independent black girl i think are so complex in south africa i think probably even in the world around you know Mm. but i think what you said is very important that you need to stand your ground you need to speak i feel like if you do not speak for yourself you will be lost i was, for, I was literally about to say you you'd already given up at that point yo you will be lost because you'll be dragged in every single direction and when you stand your ground and you know yourself and you're rooted in yourself you will know what's for you and what's not for you and you'll know what to say yes to and what not to say yes to because when you're not rooted now with that respect you'll be the one who's getting tea for everyone every morning no you like know? for real people will walk into boardrooms and be like how <laughs> so mm. it's up to you to be like sorry and say it like that like like show them that excuse me <laughs> you know so i still yeah. have that i still have like the resting bitch face i still have the yeah. the whole yo is unapproachable yeah. and and don't forget that work is still it's still you're still working with human beings they're still people yeah. so there will yeah. still be rumors there will still be negativity yeah. there will still be positivity yeah. i mean now at some point it was there was a story going around at Spain that now nah, I'm dating some guy who <laughs> lives at the Michelangelo in Santin Kishuga Bay. Yeah, I was like, so what are you guys saying? <laughs> Don't you think yeah. I'm driving? So obviously for me, it was hilarious, you know. Mm, and then mm. when I found out who was starting the rumors. And I was like, <laughs> so it was like, you guys are funny. For me, it was hilarious. But for anybody else, I'm sure it would be like, um, they would feel horrible. They would feel like, why are yeah. you guys even talking yeah. about me? Or now nah, I laughed at them and I laughed at them yeah. to their faces because I was like, you guys are ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. guys, you watched me walk to the office every day. Mm. You think I'm coming from Sentin Go Michelangelo Towers? Come out! Are you guys okay? <laughs> like, and it, and if for you, it's easy to laugh because you know your truth, you know. Exactly. And you and know it, that mm, mm. it's like yeah, that 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 strange rumor about me that you guys are mm. or whatever it is that opinion you have, you must go with it as the truth. Now, get again. When, uh, if it if it floats your boat for you to think of me that way, it's okay. I'm not yeah. going to I'm not going to come and correct you. It's fine. If you think there was a snack person or a sugar baby, apparently, it's okay. Mm. You I'm not going to fact check for you. It's fine. When uh, keep it moving. I'll just keep laughing whenever I hear whatever said. 
but oh, that was like the funniest thing I've ever heard about myself. I was like, yeah. oh, guys, don't you think I'd be driving something serious? <laughs> and then get the If you guys thought that I'm yeah, bougie yeah. now, I'm like, if you guys think I'm bougie and rude now, the day I date someone who lives go Michelangelo because I'm receiving this that you guys are putting into my life right now, a rich man, I receive. <laughs> I would have made sure that everybody knows. Believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so like, if you guys wanna do it like that, then it's okay. Continue, it's fine. Oh my word! And I also just like want to know how do you now deal with? Okay, I don't know if you can remember when you first started breaking. When you're a new person or a new employee, when you come into the office, there's usually that one person who was always above, and they get um, a little hesitant when there's always someone new because you don't know what this new person has to offer. They could beat you at your game. They could be better than you, and. I I feel like it, immediately people like that put a guard on. So I want to know if you ever met anyone who looked at you like you were a threat. They were treating you like you were a threat because now you're I new. Did. I did. Mm. Um, and how these, did you handle that? These are the the ladies that would say um when they were talking about me or to me. Mm. Mm. They'd be like, like guys." <laughs> Just because I'm interning now, later on in life, after mm-hmm. I flunked out of UJ and started from scratch, you don't know my life. Like, obviously, I didn't say that stuff out loud, but it <laughs> had to be. It had to be me saying, "Please don't talk about me like that, please." Because I can mm. one, I promise you, Nimdala. This the chick was like a year older than me, and she was like, she would tell people, I'm like. When you are only 90, please calm your form, okay? You're only a year older than me, seriously. And it would, and what pissed me off was that she wanted other people to see me as Lumduana. So I think that was her way of keeping me intimidated by the workspace. It was her making sure that I remembered Rore Kilumduana. She would never mm, say my mm. name. She would be like, oh, Plumdwana. I'm like, because I'm a junior, does not mean mm. like a jiki junior. Please, from mm. her. Again, mm. it had to come down to me pulling her aside and saying, please don't refer to me like that. And mm. especially Kapil Rabatu. I'm not, I'm saying don't do it in public, don't do it in private. Because mm. you're telling other people to treat me like that as well. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not having that. And she was like, "You're yeah, okay." So I'm sure she went from there and turned it into Blomtanune attitude. Because at some point, yo, there was a time where we went to like a work thing, and there were ladies sitting in a group, and they were like, "Yilo," I'm like, oh, "Wow." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, "Yilo," and then and they were like, "No, hi, Nix." So it was like it's either the sugar baby story or mm. it's the Lumdanuna attitude story. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. But yeah, it goes back to whoever's intimidated by you is going to try and make you feel small in whatever mm. way they feel like they can use. Now for mm. her, it was me being her intern at the time or mm. an intern at the time. And she mm-hmm. used that 
So yeah, but mm-hmm. otherwise it's it goes back to ikemele, bro. Get back on yeah. to feet. Yeah. No exactly or we're not legit. I was there to work, mm-hmm. so that's why mm-hmm. I'm told I'm going to make sure that my work environment is better. Wow. Okay. Okay. Damn. No, that's good advice. That's good advice. And you know, I, I also just like want you to tell us about you know recently um I, we see a lot of women coming out about um abuse or harassment or um these horrible stories about um that took place in the workplace you know Ooh, mm. took place in the workplace but um all these terrible things that were happening at work to young women you know who and i think most men were targeting women who they felt were trying to get ahead in and i feel in media as well is a male dominant dominated space you know it is in terms of people in power especially i'm assuming that it's mostly males so now how do you get ahead from that though so now if you're this girl who's called into the office and they're telling you look I can do you a favor or if someone comes slaps your butt a bit your boss and tell winking at you and he has this power that you won't say anything because you need him to get ahead what what can you tell us about things like do you have any experiences of things like that how do you get through moments like that or how do you help someone get through that I mean fortunately for me there hasn't been like overt harassment it's been like you know the typical colleagues approaching you or like mm. people from other spaces who are coming into your space approaching you or mm-hmm. it's only been that it's never been a like a power play situation where mm-hmm. my boss is like or my boss's boss or someone who I know is important comes oh. into the building and makes promises it's never for for me personally it's never been that's why it would be so tricky for me to give anybody advice on that because mm. again we're not the same knowing mm. me I'd probably cause a scene <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that <laughs> I would probably like I feel like because that I mean that's what I've done to um, the guys who've been inappropriate to me at work mm. I've caused the mm. scene like and it's like you know when guys make inappropriate jokes I'm mm. the kind of person who's like I don't laugh and I'm like explain it to me. And then the minute they have to explain it, it gets awkward because he has to explain that the punchline is that mm-hmm. women belong in the kitchen or something like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, so so me and then I, and then I laugh like afterwards. Mm-hmm. But by then for him it's not funny anymore. You see? Mm-hmm. So for me it's so if a guy says something um overly sexual i'll be like no explain it to me and he if he's expecting me to love i definitely i'm like explain it you know cuz maybe mm-hmm. maybe now nah, i didn't hear you properly and then they don't want mm-hmm. to explain it because it's uncomfortable to explain yeah cuz now they have to break down what they said and hear themselves yes and other people mm-hmm. hear them and mm-hmm. if the other people are also hearing them explain that this thing that they are saying is like for instance There was a guy who made a joke about how after 12 is lunch. I'm like after 12 is lunch. What does that mean? Mm. He's like no, you come from the hood. You can't tell me you don't know what that means. I'm like no, explain it to me. 
He's like, no, you know, most um from the, the age of 13 i'm like are you saying you're dating 13 year old girls it's like no no i'm not but in the hood it's known i'm like so you're saying you know people who are pedophiles and he's like no now you're putting words in my mouth i'm like no i'm just i'm you know i'm trying oh. to understand what you mean by after talkies lunch for instance oh. I'm not mm. saying I've never heard it before. I'm saying I don't understand it, so please explain it to me. Mm. So fortunately, he apologized and was like, "Okay, maybe can twist nuts." I'm like, I'm just saying that the people who say that stuff, ne, and you keep in your life as a guy, are going to be in your children's lives. Are you going to be okay with that? Are you going to be comfortable with that? I doubt it. If you know that you're friend or guy friend is a is a perpetrator do you want them around your kids genuinely mm, mm. but and I, it's not even just your kids the kids in your family because those hey. kids tend to be your kids too you know so now imagine Bebeti Kels has a friend who's been rumored to have sexually assaulted someone how do, mm. do you now trust to leave him and Kels with that kid what if Kendo mm. walks away for 20 minutes, you know? Mm. Can you trust that the kid or, will be or fine? even just allowing them around our space because the kid gets comfortable and some of us are raising kids who are very forward. So when the child now sees Malume Mamang coming in the gate, one other is just like, "Oh, Malume, we we're all sitting in the house." And now exactly. the baby's the one running to the gate to go meet up with Malume. We don't know if Malume's not going to take the kid to the car before he eventually comes in the house now. So now it's like you are opening up to that kind of stuff to later mm. on in life that guy that you let assault someone sexually is going to be in your life and You're bringing in your it home. Mm. Are you okay? Are you willing to have that guy near your kids? So is it is it still funny now? Exactly. Is it still just mm. after 12 is large? Is it? Yeah. You know? Mm. And mm. even though we shouldn't have to bring it close to home for guys to understand, but that's a whole different story. I think you should actually talk to men about that. But yeah, in the workplace, <laughs> I make sure that I ask for an explanation, mm. and yeah. I will probably embarrass someone. But I can't speak for everyone. Some people would be shocked. Some people would be willing to go for it. Some people would be desperate enough to do it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's like yeah, he, he, he multifaceted, hey? It's it's mm. crazy. I'm sure lady chocolate. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, there's no way that you can't say you wouldn't be intimidated if your boss told you that he liked you. I would be scared. Mm-hmm. I'd mm-hmm. be terrified because mm. this man has my future in his hands. Yeah, yeah, and it's not that we don't understand the position that women are being placed under, and I feel like you, you'd be very ignorant not to understand when someone who is literally, like you're saying, who has your career in their hands, or rather, they have the capacity to direct your career in some way, shape, or form. Exactly. And now this person is telling you that get on your knees and give me pleasure, and I will change your life. Like I don't think people understand 
the depth of that you're just thinking like oh no i'd never i would tell him to fuck himself and fuck his job but to be honest i don't think you understand when you're placed within that situation and you're given seconds to act yeah like you're giving your mind Mm, mm, what what now you know what now because now when you walk out of this on this wednesday morning you have no job if you walk out of this or they make you now he makes your life a living hell in the office when you try to speak he speaks over you he he dumbs down in all your ideas and this is now gonna literally change how even potential people who were looking to to maybe grab you for another chance now looking at you like mm, but uh, yeah no maybe maybe she's not the one and opportunities exactly. are stopping you by and you know you know why you know why and you know, you know? This, what the saddest thing is whatever you choose in that moment so whether you choose to do it or not you will carry that shame with you forever and it eats at you yes it will shame. eat at just you yeah he no matter will, what he you will do. not feel ashamed for make for putting you in that situation mm-hmm. you if you don't do it and you get fired you carry the shame and if you mm-hmm. could do it and don't get fired you carry that shame anyway so mm-hmm. women carry the shame it's like women are the ones okay i'm not saying men don't get abused but men don't get treated the way we do in those situations uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. so it's like would would you be okay to work in that environment after knowing Hora, you were forced to sleep with your boss yesterday would you come back to work doubtful the next day so now you've already done it but now you feel like crap for doing it yeah nah, uh-huh. he's moved on his life basically at that point he it stays really it stays with you if somebody finds out what happened they're not going to look at him as the creep it's looked at Mm-mm. as the opportunity she said yes yeah she she literally did it she had a why choice did, and she chose to do it why didn't hmm. she scream why didn't she why didn't she record him why didn't she why 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 didn't oh she? easy and to be that person on the other side saying why why couldn't you just why i mean Why i would he keep his hands like, to himself when you're in that situation and this now takes me back to i remember when we got mugged together i but prior to that i was telling myself your knife someone mugged me bro i would do this i would do that nah never and when we were in that situation <laughs> it was so different it because was pops out of nowhere and you we know? didn't understand what was happening remember we were like oh exactly. we, i remember so, we were like oh he's robbing us yeah we were like why why is this guy coming so close like what's going on I'm and then you realize oh and he has a knife oh okay knife. Yeah. you know and now when man. you run which is what happened with with me and you is that i remember the other our other two friends disappeared yes. but when i was literally on my way to running i realized that oh wait i left you behind me i ca- i will never forgive myself running not knowing what's going to happen to you i have to turn back you know so there's weird. there's also just mm, there's also just that like being in the situation is so different which brings me back which brings me now rather to the next question in that what you, what's your take now on women that use misogyny to get ahead and when i say there are specific women who 
don't want to have kids, don't want to have a husband, um, don't really want a family of their own. What what they want rather is a successful career and to be well rooted within their career as the first woman to have done this or, you know, the only woman to be in the boardroom, things like that. Now, women like that and not wanting family or kids, you know that you have a lot of time on your hands, you know, and you can do or can get most of the gigs that women can't get because they're sacrificing family time or having a child or all these other things. What do you, what's your take on women that now use those jokes that aren't funny, that are targeted towards a woman? That no, just go have a baby, man. Uh, just go look after your husband. And are they the women that use that to get ahead and say now i don't want a husband i don't want a man you know i don't want children sure i think in the sense of because i like the feminine the feminist aspect of the fact that you are as an individual are deciding that you don't want to have kids and Mm. i hope you don't have to explain why you don't want to have kids i feel like sometimes women are like we are forced into becoming mothers and nurturers and some people are just not those people so mm-hmm. i think it's in to the extent of if you as bbetsi are like you know what i want to be in a power suit sitting at the top of sentin city running a multi-billion dollar company i don't want kids mm-hmm. i want to be the rich aunt that's on the boat in versailles mm-hmm. somewhere i think that's a hundred percent okay it's not okay when you start shaming other people for choosing to be nurturers. That's when it's it's negative. So I guess my answer is that it's not cool if you're shaming women for not making the same decision as you and vice versa. If you are the nurturer type and you're looking at the career-driven woman and you're judging her, that's also not great because, again, not everyone is a nurturer not everyone wants to mm. have 10 kids and to wash dishes barefoot for their husband you know some people mm. want to drive the helicopter and live their best lives until they are 45 look at oprah you know mm-hmm. She's living mm-hmm. her best life she hasn't married the man she's been with for the longest time some people just don't want that they just want money you know mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. live their lives but mm-hmm. if they if oprah was coming out every week telling the rest of us who want kids that what we're doing is stupid that would have been shitty Mm -hmm. okay that's that's cool and now I also now want to talk about women that are dating or how I feel okay here's my opinion right I feel like women don't date I feel like you meet a guy and you attach yourself immediately want him yeah you want him to be your man in the sense that you want to tweak him if he's not the man or rather you just want to mold him into being your man just this guy you just met last big tuesday right Mm -hmm. and now any other guy that comes along from tuesday till now you're swatting him away because you have this man that you're looking to make your man husband whatever so my my thing is i really wish that more women were open to dating and when i say dating i'll explain it so i meet a man today and i meet vusi and vusi's nice vusi's funny but vusi's not giving me that thing man okay 
I keep it moving, but Vusi and I are speaking, you know, we're on speaking terms. And yeah. two days later, I meet Samuel. And Samuel is different, Samuel is exotic, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. And I feel like, hmm, okay, okay, Samuel. Samuel asked me out on a date. I said a time and a, and a day, and I said, let's go. And Vusi's doing the same thing. I say, let's go. And I'm entertaining both of these gents. And I meet a third guy. At this point of me explaining the story to someone, people are already calling out, ooh, Sfebe. Ooh, yo. But hear me out. So I meet a third guy. And I'm doing the same thing with this guy. We're on speaking terms. And I realize that I gravitate towards guy number two, Samuel. And I feel like Samuel is a package. Samuel is what I'm looking for. Samuel's goals are inclined with what I would want in my future. And now I stop seeing the other two and I focus my energies now on Samuel. I feel like that's dating for me, you know? Not going out on multiple dates with just one guy, trying to make it work with that guy. And if it doesn't, now move on to the next. But rather opening myself up to dating men that I meet that I feel are worth my time until I make up my mind on whether it's any of those men or none of them at all. What's your take on that? Oh, girl, I'm for it because that <laughs> shit is fun. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> um, I think for me, I learned the hard way personally that number one, meeting a guy and then turning him into the perfect guy in your mind. Because that's what we do. You meet someone mm. on Monday, Tuesday, you feel like, yo, no, man, this is the guy for me. Mm. But you don't know him like that yet. How do you know that? Mm. Mm. And then you start to get to know him and now you are creating plans in your mind and images. Mm. That's why you're swatching away the other guys and you're not giving them mm. a chance. Mm. Because I agree, you're too busy building Bob in your mind. Mm. And, then, and you also like in not swatting the other guys you somehow have this thing oh this guy's gonna go away when he starts realizing that i'm going out on dates with other men um yes because he's not my friend dude like we're open here if you want me to be your girlfriend then work at it and if i feel like you know what it is what it is let's go so yeah i'm 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 100 open to the whole dating thing but i think renata sinyaki is there such a thing as dating? That's what we know. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You couldn't have done the dating around thing living in the hood in 2010. Because, but, I mean, at this corner and then at that other corner. You can't do that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying people are going to like call you a hoe like so mm. that's where that's that's what failed us society failed us when I can't society didn't mm. let us think that it was okay to talk yeah. to multiple men because again yeah. in the hood it's not like you're going on actual dates in the hood your dating is okay you're gonna we're gonna talk way to uh sasekane and you know that's that's that was hood dating that was it it's not like mm-hmm. wouldn't you have the flowers the 
hey we're going to if you go to the park you might get robbed so you're not going there <laughs> or if you go to the park you'll probably find other couples there yeah. you know it's not it's not it was never like the vibe that we see on tv and i think mm. it was such a beautiful thing because you would actually get to know people like yeah. this whether there was no food on your plate distracting you it was you mm-hmm. and this guy that you think this guy yeah, yeah. yeah. his and body language he, you could read so much off of just walking with this person yeah. and you connect on a deeper level that's true and if you couldn't walk from Pepsi's house to Marula with having a proper conversation with this man you're like i i i mm then you could move on i think that was our version of dating around was no i took a walk with this guy but i don't see it going anywhere and it would it would literally end there for you and you would delete him off of your bbm or off of your <laughs> your go mm-hmm. you to go or you would delete his phone number because there was no whatsapp back in that day and you would just move on with your life and that was okay you just it was on to the next Mm. at least that's what i did i mean you got cuffed young so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm the one that was i'm not gonna say fortunate enough because yo jeez yeah i'm the one but, the, but another thing is you honestly know within two seconds where you want to place this guy within two yes. seconds of the conversation you know yes. and i think that's probably another reason why some women but i feel like it it comes at a different time in your life where you could be open to doing that you know to dating in that way but it won't work for all times of your life like you're saying in our earlier stages of life mokasi that wouldn't be viable it just wouldn't work out you know it yeah, wouldn't make sense bouncing from or change yeah. i mean i can only work with five guys at like for a certain amount of time i only have so much time you know mm, mm. like i can't come in and out of the house right doing <laughs> you know 20 you can't so it's easier to do like it's easier to do it the way you wanted it the whole monday i'm with with steve wednesday mm. i'm with smangmang and i'm just feeling it out smangmang's mm. taking you hiking smangmang or you're mm-hmm. taking them bowling whatever but mm. it's yeah it's i feel like it, it we were failed back then because it love was never advertised like that like it, was, yeah. it wasn't sold as you have to find the one that fits it was sold yeah. as as i this is a make the one you, you found fits yes, make basically. it work yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was never because if i'm being 100% yeah. honest nobody ever taught me that double you're allowed to to not want to see a guy you're allowed to say you know what i want to see other people while i'm seeing you i was never told mm. that i'm allowed to to want mm. to explore different things it was always this is a man and this is a woman and the man chooses the woman and then the woman is supporting him from behind because she's his boo yeah that's what i was taught mm. and i was like oh okay <laughs> and that was it that was 
even in in primary when they did the sex talk with us they were like men and women they didn't delve mm. into lesbian relationships or gay and it's not like they didn't exist they were there but they didn't want us to know i don't know why because some of the kids who are in that class are lgbtq people right now <laughs> those poor kids yeah, didn't yeah. get the chance to be to be happy in primary you know we mm-hmm. were busy being forced to pivot in my boyfriend in primary you know <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. what if you wanted to have six boyfriends in primary god because you know? that's wrong apparently it's wrong you know? so you know i don't know man uh, i wish i wish i had been given the chance to walk around the hood six times with niggas i wish without yeah. being looked at as yo so camera she say that would have mm. been fun okay and it would but i want to i want to actually close it off on us talking about traveling because you're a little travel bug on sometimes and I, you know i still yeah. i do podcasts here and there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i want you to talk about like traveling and like any tips that you have the best places you've been to future destinations that you'd like to go to and basically what does traveling do for you sure uh <clears throat> Oof, I'm trying to think how I can make it sound as concise or as So for me the love of traveling came from my dad. My dad tried with all of his sense to get us to Cape Town. That was our first like official family trip and for me as a 7 year old it was amazing mm. it was the most amazing thing ever but when he tells me about it now it sounds like from a parent perspective was mm. he and my mom never pay like they couldn't afford it ne? they had to mm. hire the car mm. we couldn't um we found out that when i get it when you drive to cape town you have to stop at some point and sleep So mm. those areas were predominantly white back then. So mm. when we eventually stopped so my dad could rest cuz my mom does not drive. Ari <laughs> baby. So when they stopped mm. for, when we stopped for to sleep, my dad is like they had to knock on like 12 B&Bs and they all said mm. no. Because we were mm. black. Mm. And we had to sleep in the car. Imagine after driving 7 hours stopping and then having to sleep in the car. But not in the same car that you've been traveling in. Not mm. as a child. Yeah. I don't remember that portion. That's mm. how amazing my parents made it feel for me. They made it fun. They mm. they made it whimsical like it didn't feel like they were stressed. It didn't feel like For all I know they at some point they got out of the car and were arguing or my mom was crying or they were not okay because I mean banabar nabaroba la kokoloing when they're supposed to be on some kind of holiday so the next day we woke up we drove like we have pictures and we were like the happiest kids bruh and to think that it was such a struggle 
it's like yo mm. I want to do that for my parents and I want to do it for my kids I want I want whimsy I want because when I think of that trip it was like so much fun I went to the beach I touched shells there was an aquarium there was table mountain there was like all these amazing things and if my parents couldn't afford it I didn't see because they made it so great so that for me that's what I held on to and I just wanted mm. to keep that feeling or I just wanted to hold on to that that's why I like now keep traveling basically um mm. and and because my parents love it so as often as I can I send them on like mini things um mm. they were doing their 20th anniversary last year so I sent them mm. to artists they have never been they were so happy you know So it's like things like that that it excites me to do that. And cuz this your covid in your covid ne. I'm afraid. So my plans this year were Qatar cuz I have fortunately I have a friend that works in Qatar. I was going to Qatar, I was going to Mozambique, I was going to Namibia, I was going to Cape Town, I was going to the Northern Cape and I was going and to case it in so mm-hmm. now all of those things are in the air but uh mm-hmm. i mean i still find ways we go hiking every now and then it's not the same and we staycation mm-hmm. here in Gauteng but it's not the same you know it's not like jumping in a car and driving for like for hours and then finally getting where you're mm-hmm. going and getting out and like not knowing what to do with yourself because you're in a new place because mm-hmm. yeah, even that yeah. that like that oh my god i wonder what it looks like in real life and then you get there yeah. and the place sucks and you're like shit oh <laughs> or the place is yeah. as amazing as it looks in the pictures and you're like oh my god so it's like it's a brand mm-hmm. new adventure every single time every time Mm. that's why mm. i travel that's why i basically save my money for that and spend it on nothing else yeah yeah so what what um would you say is the best place you've been to so far limpopo <laughs> limpopo is beautiful isn't Am it i'm biased limpopo is no but honestly limpopo mpumalanga yo Come the Limpopo is the most amazing province I've ever been to in my whole entire life. Mm. Hands down, it's the greenest, it's the lushest, it's the giri mm. woods, giri giri namune, ki orange <laughs> soil, ki like Limpopo is a breath of fresh air, hey? It's insane. Like okay, Pumalanga is is beautiful like now spread side is gorgeous, mm. ne? Mara but Sikukune land man yo bruh there's oh listen there's a reason why it's on all the borders because <laughs> it's no Limpopo yeah. is my favorite province in the whole entire country I am biased I'm yeah. not going to lie obviously because you move so it mm. should automatically be my fave but yeah limpopo i would i would go to limpopo three times a year on holiday without just going to see my grandmother if i could 
Yeah. And lastly, any tips on how to get these trips on bargain for people that are interested? Follow my YouTube channel because I always put up these things. Okay. But um the details of that YouTube channel. Oh, it's called Two Girls, One Country. It's me and my homegirl Khav. Hey Khav. Um <laughs> yeah, so we do a lot of like because we do cheap travel. I mean it's not like we're rich rich yet. So we do mm. like affordable travel. Like the last trip we went to, funny enough, which was in Limpopo, we spent like mm. 1.6 for two nights inside a game reserve. Okay. So, so it's budget friendly. Yes, completely affordable. Mm. I mean, 1.6 for two people for two nights is mm. cheap to see giraffes whenever you wake up and zebras and, you know. It's mm. yeah, it was something special. So I would say go on Hyperly. Maybe Daddy's deals still open, but Hyperly mm-hmm. usually has great deals. And yeah, mm-hmm. if you're worried about what those places will look like, just watch my YouTube channel because I review a lot of these places. Okay. And with that said, can you give a few details on where people can find you and yeah, Instagram, Twitter, all those things? Oh. Uh, my Instagram and Twitter is at Debuist. People are always like, "What does it mean?" <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. What does it mean? I've I've been. I looked at no, it. No, it's like like are you like what's going on? It's like an ism, you know. Um, <laughs> It's devilism. It's a meism. It's me. <laughs> it ma- okay. and it does not make any sense, but it makes sense to me. It's like it's my page yeah. about me. So instead of like a racism, it's a devilism. <laughs> okay. No, that makes sense. Actually, does it? it does. <laughs> I'm sorry, because everybody's like, "How do you even pronounce this?" I'm like, um. Not a racist. I'm a devilist. I'm for me. <laughs> you see, that's that's just all it is. Mm. Okay. Yo, look. Thank you so much for doing this. This was fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being open. Uh, the honesty, the brutality of you giving us a piece of yourself. It's appreciated, and you're doing fantastic, and you're going far. And you are blessed, and you will be blessed further. Thank you. Oh, thank you, and thank you for having me. I'm so proud of you. I can't wait till this shit makes me money. You. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. I did because so I'll much. get to tell people that that's my friend, yo. Just so you guys know, while you're listening, <laughs> this is my friend. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Oh, okay, thank you. Okay, am I allowed to say I love you? Is it like bias? What, girl? How could you even ask? Of course. I mean, are we supposed to pretend like we don't know each other and stuff? But I just said that's my friend. Oh, exactly. Okay, <laughs> okay I love you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I can't wait to thank hear you. what more you have coming up. It's been great listening. Thank you. Lifa stuff was great. You guys should go listen to all the yeah. other stuff if you haven't. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah, this has been good stuff, man. Thank you for having me. 
thank you for allowing this and for being heard so it's a, yeah again thank you force you're fantastic don't let them dim your light do not let them enter your core and disrupt your waves because we have so much to learn from you you're a superwoman now go out there and soar soar higher than the clouds cover us with your shine You're important. You're everything. This has been Pep Talk with Pep. And this one has been dedicated to my amazing sisters all around. Boys, you're not being left out. Because guess what? You were birthed by these women. You grew up with these women. And you fall in love with some of these women. Happy Women's Month. From me to you.